Welcome to the Keeping It Israel podcast with Jeff Futers, where Jeff and his guests talk everything Israel as it relates to Christian faith and the church. If you are a Christian and you stand with Israel, you will be encouraged and challenged by this podcast. And if you're not so sure about the whole Israel thing, you need to learn how your faith connects with Israel and why standing with Israel matters. Now here's Jeff with today's guest. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. My name is Jeff, and I'll be your host. I'm also the executive director of First Century Foundations, a ministry that is helping over 70 Christian and Messianic ministries in the land of Israel. My guest today is Sherry Barna. Sherry is an entrepreneur, uh, a young business owner, and also the person who handles all of the social media for us at First Century Foundations. And uh, Sherry and I had a conversation a little while back in the city of Jerusalem, pre-COVID-19, of course, and... I just wanted to share with you our conversation so that you'd get a little bit of a perspective of uh, a 34-year-old young lady who is passionate about Jesus, first of all, but also passionate about the land of Israel and about the history that we see there. And so let's listen in on our conversation together. Okay, well, I'm here today with Sherry Barna. Sherry, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Good to have you here. It's good to be here. And uh, we've known each other just for a little while. Yep. But uh, tell us a little bit about who is Sherry Barna? I mean, really. Tricky, tricky question. <laughs> Give uh, it your best shot. Yeah, I am. <laughs> this is an awkward question. I uh, have a social media business called Purple Bean Media, and I'm 34 years old. I've got husbands and kids, three kids. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Love that's traveling, it. love. Okay. Music, love, what? All right, all right. Now, um, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you on the podcast is you used to work for uh, an Israel-based ministry, yeah. uh, of which we are as well, First mm -hmm. Century Foundations. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about how you transitioned from that to your own social media company and why. Um, okay, so I started working there. I was offered a job, uh, just data entry. Mm -hmm. So it worked kind of my way through the company. And then they, once social media kind of blew up, I think it was around 2012, right. they said, we really need um, someone doing this for us. So I said, I really, really want this job because it's something I have been doing for myself and it's something I love. And I think that's, it's an area that I really, really enjoy. So I ended up getting that job and I worked doing that as the director of social media for five years. And uh, then I just started like branching off because people were approaching me. Right. And then I made the official cut in um, 2018 in the summer. And yeah, it's been taken off since. So. Great, great. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, you know, one of the reasons I think that we were interested in, in working together with you was not only that you were good at doing the social media stuff, uh, but also that you have some history with Israel and understand a little bit about yeah. the situation here in Israel and about ministry in Israel. Yeah. And so uh, now, you know, First Century FCF is one of your clients. Yep. And um, you have uh, been doing an excellent job for us, by Thank the way. You. Just want to mention that. <laughs> Shout out for Purple Bean Media. And, uh, you know, if you need somebody good to do your social media, contact Sherry. We'll probably put her information at the end of the podcast here somewhere so that you can find her. PurpleBeanMedia.com. So um, let me ask you this. You, you obviously um, are a supporter of Israel. Yeah. Tell me why. 
Uh, you know, it just as a Christian, I think we are called to stand with them. Mm. We have, I, a lot of people don't realize this, but our, we have Jewish roots and our Messiah is a Jew. Yeah. And our history, like even this time being with you guys through Israel, we're seeing these major sites that are in Israel, where, like Hebron, where the patriarchs are buried. And it's the first piece of land that Abraham bought, moving through to the kings and um, uh, through the prophets and then through Jesus's ministry. And of course, we know the apostles went out from Israel. But it's just such a key component of anyone's faith. The fact that some Christians don't stand with Israel, mm -hmm. it blows my mind because like we have a Jewish Messiah. Israel is mentioned in the Bible. It's a huge theme in the Bible. Right. And it's a major component that I think is super important. And I believe we as Christians are called to pray uh, for the Jews to support them. And I, yeah, I just, I love the, I love Israel. I love the, the people of Israel. And um, it's just, it's a, cornerstone of my faith so yeah, it's a great answer um now so you talk a lot there about sort of the history and why you know as as believers in jesus our our connection to the jewish people yeah. is a historical one jesus was was and is our jewish messiah um what about what about the uh, sort of the future component you know what what about god's plans for israel long term and how we can engage with that yeah like uh are you speaking more prophecy wise yeah, and and uh, what what we believe, I, I believe we both believe this, yeah. you know, will happen in the future as it concerns ethnic Israel. Okay, the, yeah, like the fulfillment of the Jews, basically. Like, I think yeah. there's going to be a spiritual awakening. I think they will see Jesus as their Messiah. Yeah, it's clear for us in the scriptures, like when we're reading Isaiah and um, like Ezekiel, all these old prophets, we can see, wow, that's Jesus. That points to Jesus. We have the scriptures that say, you know, your Messiah, he's going to um, come in on a donkey in Zechariah. He's going to be born in Bethlehem. These major prophecies, which were fulfilled in Christ. Mm -hmm. And I think it's amazing to see as a Christian, these things happening. But I do know there's a blindness, a right. spiritual blindness, and the Bible speaks of that. So I think one day the lights will go on. I believe wholeheartedly he's returning. And when he returns, he's putting his feet in Jerusalem. And um, yeah. I think there's going right. to be a spiritual restoration. I think the Bible speaks very clearly of that. And so it's a huge part of the future. And uh, just prophetically speaking, and just like looking around, Israel is such a tiny, tiny nation. And mm -hmm. it really is the center of the world. Jerusalem's a tiny, tiny city. Yeah, and sure. it's constantly on TV, constantly being fought over. It, it doesn't make sense. That's why I believe it's a spiritual thing. So Yeah. Hey, listen, I'm I'm supposed to be the preacher, but you just did a very good job right there. And uh, that's that's a great answer. I, you know, we do believe we do believe that Paul's words that that one day all Israel will be saved yeah. uh, will come true. Uh, we don't exactly know. I don't believe how that's going to happen. Mm -mm. But uh, but I agree with you. I believe that that a spiritual awakening is coming. Yeah, I believe that, that because of what Paul intimated in Romans chapter 11, that uh, that that awakening will begin here in the land of Israel and spread yeah. to the entire world. I don't think it's just about the Jewish people. I think that that, that uh, will be the fulfillment of, you know, God's spirit being poured out on all flesh, mm -hmm. as it says in Joel chapter two. You know, we yeah. talk a lot about that prophecy, you know, maybe being fulfilled uh, in Acts two, but, but really it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't. The Spirit wasn't poured out on all flesh in no. Acts chapter 2. The Spirit yeah. was poured out. The beginning was then. Yeah. But uh, I really do believe that prophetically that prophecy will be fulfilled yeah. when this great awakening really actually 
happens. Yeah. And I believe we're in the beginning of the Great Awakening, because if you look at the global south, the gospel is growing like mm. in crazy, crazy ways in the West. And we always think like the world's all about us. Right. And people are like, ah, Christianity's dying in the West because we see like a spiritual like numbness happening. Mm. But if you yeah. look at the rest of the world, China has, I don't know, I think it's like three million believers or something that they can count. So mm -hmm. I'm assuming it's more because obviously they have to be underground. We have South America. It's ex the gospel's exploding everywhere. Amen. So it's good. Well, so obviously you care about Israel. You've told mm -hmm. us kind of why you care. There's a connection yeah. historically. There's a connection uh, for, you know, the future as well as we've just been talking about. Um, why do you think other people should care? I mean, we come across Christians all the time, yeah. even pastors who, um, you know, they wouldn't say they don't care about Israel, but they really don't give it a whole lot of thought. They're, in a lot of cases, apathetic towards, yeah. towards Israel, towards the Jewish people. They mm -hmm. don't really see how it connects. Why should they care? I think they need to care because, first of all, I do believe it's a calling on Christians' lives. Mm. Um, I think, like I said earlier, the emphasis, our history is within it and we came out of it. So I think we should just like I know, like my family is my I'm half Portuguese. So we celebrate that cultural part of us with our little Portuguese ways. And I think exactly. spiritually we need to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And um, I think there's just a lot of apathy because people are very confused. Like we know in the news, it's always there. It's very confusing. Uh, like there's obviously it's a hotbed of political you know, issues. And um, yeah, basically, I just think until you sit down and actually think about it, mm -hmm. you won't think about it. Yeah, so no, that's very true. Like, I think sometimes when people are like, oh, you're going to Israel again. Why? Why again? And then I say, oh, well, you know, you believe in the Bible. You're Christians. Let's have a conversation. And then they're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Right. But when the pastors aren't preaching it, it's just it kind of it doesn't go anywhere. So. Yeah, I heard something very profound a number of years ago. Somebody said to me, you always have to remember uh, that you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And uh, until until you're either faced with it or questioned about it, then you begin to investigate and you can learn new things. Yeah. Which uh, maybe you, your mind wasn't closed off to before, but mm -hmm. you just never considered. Yeah, exactly. So I think there's there's people in both camps. Mm -hmm. There some their minds are closed to it. Yeah. The the political scene here kind of, kind of uh, is very controversial. Yeah. And polarizing for people, uh, but then there's others who just haven't really considered it or yeah. given it much thought. Um, that's great, and I think you're right. I think other people should care because first of all, uh, you know the Jewish people they're our brothers, they're our sisters. We are we are family with them, mm -hmm. not the other way around. Exactly, right? the roots and where they the branches. They were first. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, the Bible says that Jesus came to his own, his own received them not. Just because that happened, uh, you know, doesn't mean that God's forever closed off to the yeah. Israeli people. Uh, they are his chosen people. Yeah. There's nowhere in scripture where it says that, you know, God's gone back mm -hmm. on his promise. Although we know that lots of people believe in replacement theology. Yeah. And uh, I, I just don't think that's the case. So. Yeah. Um, that's great. Now, you've been to Israel a number of times. Yeah. You travel here. Uh, you're here working with us these couple of weeks, mm -hmm. helping with uh, with filming and helping with our social media stuff. Thanks for doing that, by you're the welcome. way. Uh, but, uh, you know, what is it that you like about coming here? I, uh, you know, it's so I live in Canada and we don't have a huge history there. We, we're just so young. We're only a couple of hundred years old here. You're walking and it's like 
eras on top of eras on top of eras. We have the um, Abraham, and yeah. like, how old is that? Like 4,000 years. And then we have the Roman era, the Byzantines and stuff like that. It's just everywhere you look, it's history. Like mm -hmm. one time, the first time I came, we were just walking down the street and they're like, do you know what that street is? I'm like, no, that's the Cardo. That's like the street that would run, what was it, east to west or... North, east to west. East to west. Yep. And it had like the pillars and everything. And I'm like, man, you're just walking down the street and you come into contact with these like crazy old historic and biblical a lot of times things. And I just, that's what I really, really love about it. As much as I love Tel Aviv, it's such a beautiful city and fun. Uh, Jerusalem is something special and, and Samaria is amazing. All these areas like, it's yeah. just anywhere you look, there's so much history. Well, Israel has it all, doesn't it? It's it got, really does. It's got the ancient, it's got the old, it's got the, the modern and the new. Yeah. And it's... Uh, it really is a vibrant place as well. I mean, if you've never been here, there's great nightlife here. There's yeah. an excellent sort of European feel down here on Jaffa Street yeah. where outdoor cafes and, you know, all kinds of yeah. very, very enjoyable things that people could come and, and be a part of. And yet a lot of people won't travel here yeah. because they've got this mental block when it comes to uh, to especially Israel and, and Jerusalem. Yeah, anytime I'm like, oh, I'm going to Israel, people are like, aren't you so scared? I'm like, you know what? I actually feel very safe there. There's other places in the world I would not travel. Israel is, and that, that people travel to all the time. And Israel to me yeah. is very safe. And yeah, the other thing I, I love about it is, so the first time I went, it was hard to process everything when you're here. Like Absolutely. it really does take time because you're learning so much. Just going home and reading the Bible, I'm like, oh man, like the Sea of Galilee. Like I see it now in my head and all the felt board things are so accurate. Like from Sunday school yeah. in the eighties, we had the felt board things. They used actual maps. Oh, probably. <laughs> but it was just shocking because my kids the other day had it. And I was like, that's actually what it looks like exactly. guys. Like yeah, for real, yeah. but it's really cool. It's like the Bible really, it's a line everyone uses, but the Bible really does come to life. And it's, it's very neat. Speaking of maps, we were at a place, was it yesterday or the day before where uh, where the guide talked about the fact that Joshua sent out people yeah. to actually map Israel the very first time around. I think yeah. that was from from uh, Shiloh or, or Shiloh, as we yeah. say in English. And uh, it's kind of a cool connection to me. I make, thought that right? was neat too, yeah. 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 So you've been here a number of times. Uh, put you on the spot. What's your absolute number one favorite place or site in Israel? Uh, I love the old city. Oh. I just, I really like walking around it. And it's safe, as we know. And I just love... Um, it's just so old and historic and there's so much and there's a lot of life to it too which is kind of cool yep. and i also do love tel aviv like i love the vibe i love the modern i love the cafes and the restaurants and the food's so delicious and i love the water so the uh, the old city meaning the city of jerusalem, jerusalem. the old city of jerusalem yeah, yeah. and uh, and then so you like the old and the new you're you're kind yes. of a little schizophrenic you, you know what of... honestly that's what i tell everyone i'm like it's perfect for every person because go. if you're into the history if you're into archaeology boom you got it if you want new if you want fun if you want nightlife it's here too you <laughs> you, they have like water they have mountains if you want to ski in certain times of the year like it's a it's it's awesome <laughs> yeah actually right now there's still snow on mm -hmm. mount herman you can go far to the north and be part of uh, that scene at the ski resort or you yeah. can go all the way to south to elat and i would imagine it's swimming weather now so yeah uh, yeah, it really is an amazing country mm -hmm. and very small. I mean, it's very compact. You yeah. can drive one end to the other in something like seven or eight hours. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of California. Like you have the mountains, you have the beach. Right. And it's yeah. similar. Very cool. Um, okay, so a couple last things and then probably we'll sign off here. Yeah. But uh, you're young. You said you're 34. Yeah. And um, I find a lot of young people back home in North America really are 
either uninformed about Israel. Yeah. They're they they've been you know um, influenced greatly by by media. So how do you think that we can most effectively change young people's attitudes toward Israel? What's the best way for us to do that? I think uh, the tours and are just amazing because I think once they're here and they step foot and they meet the people and see it for their own eyes, I think that's life-changing. Mm. Um, I yeah, think programs sure. like what you have and what you offer is really important for the people who can't make it over. Uh, basically, and one-on-one, -on -one, it doesn't reach the masses, but one-on-one -on -one conversations, just having a non-emotional like conversation just saying here's like biblically like let's lay this out and just having right. those conversations mm -hmm. like a lot of people are, are don't know so having the conversations often is eye-opening right. that doesn't reach the masses because it's very one-on-one -on -one. Mm -hmm. but um the the i think social media obviously is important because that's what i do but i think the tours are what yeah. would i think the, yeah it's just important to be here i tell everyone to come mm -hmm. so good for you thank you uh, you know, it's, I think it's very important too. And as you know, you know, the, the demographic that we typically reach with things like, like our ministry, like First Century Foundations yeah. and the TV show and our newsletters and so on, that demographic tends to be, you know, I want to say my age and older, but yeah. probably even a little older than me in a lot of cases. Yeah. And um, we somehow have to figure out a way to connect uh, with that younger generation and that's yeah. one of the reasons why we've brought you on and, and contracted you to help us with our social media yeah but i think too uh, we're developing a program where bible college students from canada can come subsidized to israel on a trip yeah where you know they will have to pay a certain amount but it'll be a program through the school yeah. where they'll get credit for their for their experience it'll be like a course credit mm -hmm. and then uh, we will we will subsidize from uh, that donations. to me is a genius idea because honestly if you can get the pastors to turn their hearts towards israel they will reach their congregation and that kind of experience it stays with a person so they'll be able to preach from their pulpits for the next 40 50 years however long they're preaching for mm -hmm. and we know the pulpit drives the church so right. if they are passionate about Israel, if they think it's important, then the people will hear it and learn it. Yeah, well, and that's that's kind of our long-term gamble. I mm -hmm. mean, we, we really felt like uh, we've got to reach this younger generation. And yeah. if we don't, if we don't figure out a way to connect with, with uh, uh, young people, then in 10 or 15 years, it's going to be, it's going to be really difficult yeah. to, to raise enough money to help the ministries here in Israel. Yeah. And the young people, it is an investment because especially when you're 25, 30, you're starting your family, you just don't have disposable income to be doing these crazy things. Yeah. But if you can invest in them, I think long term, it will very much like pay off. And, uh, but you have to be willing to take the short term hit. Young people love experience. They love to know where their money is going. So like gone are the days, like my parents would just write a check and send it off. I know sometimes like at my other ministry, it would just be an envelope filled with cash from an older woman who didn't know how to don donate online. Those days aren't here anymore. We want to know, we want transparency. Where's the money going? Who That's is right. it helping? Why should I? Are you living high off the hog? Who is that the person? Is that the actual kid I, kid I helped? And that's why compassion and those kind of things are like getting saying people, come on, come to Mexico, come to Guatemala, see yes. the lives you're changing. Because once they see it, they're sold out for life. Because mm -hmm. when you see it, you believe it. Yeah. So fantastic. Well, I want to say thanks for being you're part welcome. of the podcast. Yeah. I know that uh, you know you're kind of stuck here with us this week, <laughs> but uh, well, you did agree to do this, so yeah. thank you for that. You're welcome. And uh, thank you for tuning in. It's been great to have you on the show. Hey, thank you for joining us for the podcast today. 
and uh, just a little shout out to uh, Sherry and Purple Bean Media. If you're looking for somebody to help you with social media, especially if you are ministry based, Sherry would be an excellent choice. And uh, you can find out more about her and her business at purplebeanmedia.com. Purplebeanmedia.com. And I know she'd love to hear from you. We are so grateful that you listen in week after week. And if you'd like to help ministries in the land of Israel, we work, as I mentioned, with over 70 there. And you can help us and find out more about those ministries at our website, First Century Foundations with an S.com, First Century Foundations.com. And uh, if you'd like to donate and make a gift, you can do that again at the website by clicking the donate button or going directly to firstcenturyfoundations.com forward slash donate. Thanks so much for listening in. And remember, as Christians, we stand with Israel.